Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic educator, and practitioner, and your host. At the beginning of each new zodiac season, I offer these audio horoscopes for your sun, rising, and moon signs. If you'd prefer to read rather than listen, you can find written transcripts in my virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to my written seasonal overviews and an audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. If you enjoy what you hear today and would like to support this work, please make sure to follow and subscribe and leave a great review. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing offerings. Follow the link in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Hello, Aries. Welcome to Libra season. I'm guessing you probably know that Libra is your opposite sign, and therefore it is an important part of you. The language of astrology is an interesting language in that there are divisions of polarities, but polarities are also understood as axes of potential expression. So the axis of Aries Libra is a fundamental primary axis of human existence. Aries is associated with the individuated self, you yourself, you as an embodied identity, you as a being complete unto yourself. And Libra is a symbol of relationship. A self is created from multiple beings. Uh, We might think about the self being created by a sperm and egg. We might think about the self containing multitudes and being created by the whole of existence. But Libra is a sign of relational continuity and the unavoidable fact that we are not alone. And so inside of this axis and polarity of Aries and Libra is a question and in many, in many ways an idiosyncratic paradox. How do we live lives that are empowered in our embodied sovereignty that allow us to actualize our individual selves, our individuated skills, talents, gifts, and opportunities, while we are also in relationship and response-able to our relations, accountable to our continuity, and uh, stable inside of these commitments to some extent. So these questions of self and other predominate in Libra season or Aries season, anytime the axis of Aries Libra gets activated, and especially right now because eclipses are occurring in Aries and Libra season. And we had the first of this series of eclipses earlier in uh, this year. And these eclipses will carry us through March of 2025. Eclipses travel through the zodiac through what's called precession. They get uh, sequentially earlier every year. And in 2023...
And in 2023, we are in the middle of two series of eclipses. So we had a series of eclipses that began in November 2021 in the signs Taurus and Scorpio. And as I just mentioned, the Aries Libra eclipses began earlier this year. This is a notable event to have eclipses happening in your sign, and it doesn't happen all the time. And when it happens, there is an evolutionary thrust that is brought into uh, your body, your identity, your notion of self and personality. Um, and there's really a lot of emphasis on a kind of up-leveling of your experience, and especially as eclipses are happening in Aries and Libra, in the experience of being individuated while being in relationship. So as we enter into Libra season from the equinox on September 22nd until the first couple of days of October, we're in a period of time that has a particular kind of quality. And this quality is a rapid acceleration of mental energy. And there is a feeling of uh, quickening of um, comprehension around how things can or could or should work. And in the Aries charts, it feels like y'all are kind of busy and you're trying to figure out how to get your lives to work in some new and different ways. You're making adjustments in your day to day. And these adjustments ideally want to help you feel more effective and efficient in your uh, jobs and responsibilities, able to attend to the uh, work or labor that you need to do in order to, um, I don't know if it's complete something or uh, get ready for the next chapter, but both could be relevant at this time. And there's also uh, some considerations that feel really important that you've been working with over the last several months, and you can think back to June of this year, that have to do with your energy, your enthusiasm, and what you need to feel vital, engaged, and um, able to really bring your best self, to bring your gifts, to realize your talents, your skills, uh, etc. Now, relationships are an important part of this. Because, of course, as I mentioned, we don't exist alone. And anything that you're trying to do necessarily on some level involves some kind of relationship. It may involve relationship with people who you aren't intimately connected with or don't even know. It certainly involves relationship to the multitudes that you contain, and that means all of your inner voices, your inner authority figures, uh, past relationships, baggage, trauma, and also the future relationships that you hope and long for, as well as any significant relationships that are important parts of the landscape of your life right now. And that can include friendships, family members, uh, romantic or spousal partners, as well as collaborators, and also people who you feel some kind of antagonism with, or um, we might even consider to be uh, animosity or enemies. In this first 10 days or so of Libra season, as I mentioned, there's an acceleration of mental activity. 
And my feeling is that you are really focused on trying to get something to work for you, but that other people are part of this. And in order to get it to work for you, you have to work skillfully with others. And this might mean skill in collaboration, but it could also mean skill in differentiation. And I think that there are some questions surfacing for you in this uh, first phase of Libra season that have to do with whether or not it's going to be collaboration or differentiation that you need. Now, I want to encourage you to exercise patience and caution during this time. I think that it can be tempting to make really big, grand, sweeping judgments or decisions or to feel like there's some kind of polarized energy, especially as we're moving into eclipse season and the month of October. Uh, however, information is still coming in. You don't have all of the information that you need at this time. And some of the information that you are looking for is going to be coming from other people, but some of the information that you need is also uh, information that you're going to produce through your own process of some kind. And this feeling of trying to get things to work uh, in some kind of new way so that you can uh, step into the next phase, so that you can take care of yourself, so that you can handle what you need to handle, requires you to be uh, working on and with yourself and with the components of your life in ways that are self-response-able. This is a place to exercise caution and prudence. And the feeling that I have for you is that the caution that's needed is not jumping to conclusions, but working skillfully with the information that you are receiving in order to make um, decisions and judgments that serve the highest need for all involved. And in the caution of not rushing to conclusions, the feeling here is that you want to be mindful of potential reactivity, particularly the reactivity that can be elicited by the drama of relationship. Relationships can be dramatic, and certainly uh, many relationships are fully dramatic, and that's kind of their chemistry, but any relationship, as chill as it might be, um, if it's going to be a relationship of substance or intimacy, will have moments of drama. The last several months, and you might think back to June of this year, has amplified the presence of drama in uh, your own body and in the realms of relationship and also in the realms uh, that might have to do with what you bring to relationship. And that includes first and foremost your self-esteem and confidence. 
And then it also includes issues of resource and the feeling of what you have, what you have to give, uh, the, the needs that you have, again, maybe some of the baggage or trauma that you have, um, and also your wants and your needs. If you enjoy my reading style and want to dive deeper into an embodied experience with astrology, join me every Monday on Zoom for Somatic Space, a weekly class where we work with current astrological seasons, planetary transits, and lunar cycles through embodiment practices, guided visualization, and meditation. Every session includes an astrology overview and tips for observing your own chart placements in the week ahead. The practices I offer are designed to give you body-based mindfulness support right on time with what's current in the energetic weather patterns. These classes are offered by donation and available by recording if you can't attend live. If you sign up for a sliding scale somatic space membership, you'll also get access to my ongoing virtual conversation Q&A and resource sharing space. Follow the link in the show notes or head to embodiedastrology.com to learn more. Embodied astrology has so much going on, and podcasts and horoscopes are just the surface. We also offer a variety of transformative, exploratory workshops with a range of brilliant and diverse teachers who weave together integration and synthesis of astrology with arts, activism, healing, and more. We host a monthly conversation and astrology tea time sharing space, chart reading support groups, and have several study groups where members practice applying astrology towards specific areas in their lived experience, such as chronic illness or parenting. Our membership offerings are all sliding scale, and we offer additional scholarships for those who need them. Keep in touch by signing up for the Embodied Astrology newsletter, following and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite listening platforms, and following us on Instagram at Embodied Astrology. Your donations and memberships sustain this work, and we are so grateful for your support. Find more information about our membership options or support the continuation of this work with a one-time or recurring donation from the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Since June, and really, um, I think quite profoundly since kind of the end of July, there has been amplified drama in in the Aries solar charts. And this drama feels like uh, a question around how to get your wants and your needs met. And for you, how to feel happy and energized and like you have access to your uh, necessary basic vital energy, again, in order to do what you need to do to take care of what you need to take care of, etc. Now, as we move into Libra season, I think the drama is ready to subside, but there's fallout to deal with. So I don't know what that means for you, but my guess is, is that some things have been revealed and you might be having your own revelations about how you feel and what you want and again your needs and your happiness and your energy and you might also be experiencing the revelations of others who you are in relationship with that then require some kind of adjustment or consideration on your part 
Again, this is a time to not rush to conclusions because information is not complete yet. And you won't have all of the information until the second week of October. So please proceed with caution through this time and try not to be dramatic or reactive unnecessarily. And that means that you have to attend to the only thing that you actually have any control over, which is your own experience. And especially when you are confronted by other people's drama or by the drama that other people elicit, remember that they are their own beings. You can't control them. You can't control their desires. You can't control their behaviors. You can't control their communication. You can't control their commitments or lack of commitments. All you can do is attend to your own experience. And this is imperative the first week and a half of Libra season. We need you taking care of your basic bodily needs impeccably. That means that you are sleeping when you need rest. That means that you are eating when you need nourishment. It means that you are getting enough water. Beyond caring for your basic needs, uh, we also need you caring for your inner body and your emotional balance. And it would be really helpful for you to be practicing mindfulness during this time. Uh, I would say anytime, all the time, it's helpful for you to be practicing mindfulness, especially the first week and a half of Libra season. Um, basic embodied awareness practices like body scans can be super, super helpful for you at this time. Tune in with the tips of your toes and then sequentially move upwards through your body, bringing awareness into your tissues, into particular locations, your ankles, your knees, your hips, belly, breath, your neck, your jaw, your face. And as you bring awareness into different parts of your body, try and relax or release any tension that you are able to relax and release. And if tension isn't ready to let go, that's totally fine. Just send it some breath. In this way, you can encourage patience and skillfulness in your own uh, heart, body, mind, and presence. You can also attune and practice empathy with others. And this is really important and I think probably going to be really helpful for you in the last couple of days of September when we have a full moon in your sign on September 29th. This is a full moon at six degrees of Aries. For those of you who know your natal placements, you might want to check and see if this lunation is coming close to one of your placements. Uh, regardless of whether it's touching on a degree point where you have your sun, ascendant, or moon, or other planets, this is a full moon that illuminates Aries, and it coincides with a number of other astrological events that feel pretty activating in your chart and in the relational realms, and again, within the potential for uh, drama. 
Now, drama can be absolutely entertaining, thrilling, exciting, and passionate, as well as, um, you know, the other kinds of drama that maybe we'd like to avoid. And my hope for you is that energetically around this time, you can access the thrill, excitement, and passion potential of this lunation, which would be uh, very much supported by any kind of creative outlets, especially creative outlets that others might engage with you, such as dancing or making music or making art together or envisioning future potentials for projects and dreams. This is a full moon that is potentially really inspiring and has a lot of uh, practical grounded energy in it as well. So there can be motivation now to uh, organize efforts and galvanize attempts at building uh, what you want for your upcoming chapters. There's definitely a pretty strong current and theme around manifestation and calling into the now what is being visioned and dreamed of in the future. Now, as we move into the month of October, we are headed into the eclipse window. And as I've mentioned already, these eclipses are occurring in the signs Libra and Aries. We'll have a new moon and solar eclipse in your opposite sign Libra on October 14th and two weeks later on October 28th we'll have a full moon and lunar eclipse in the sign Taurus. Now this uh, full moon lunar eclipse on October 28th is the last in a series of eclipses as I mentioned that started in November of 2021 while the new moon Libra solar eclipse is the second in a series of eclipses that started earlier this year. When you learn about eclipses you might come across the words north node and south node and the north and south nodes are referring to the orbital direction of the moon. Uh, the north node is the ascending point of the moon's orbit around the earth and the south node is the descending point. In symbolic mysticism of astrology, the north and the south nodes are represented as the mouth and the tail of a serpent. And you might be familiar with the Ouroboros symbol, the serpent eating its own tail. Here we have a symbol of karmic cycles. And the north node is representative of the mouth of the dragon or the mouth of the serpent hungrily devouring the future. There's a feeling of compulsion and evolution and what we need to move towards next, wherever the north node is. And in the opposite point of the south node is what is releasing and the previous cycles of karma that have brought us to this moment that need to be resolved and worked with in order to head into the future. Currently, the north node is in Aries and the south node is in Libra. The nodes visit each sign once every 18 or 19 years. So this is a really important moment of the north node being in your sign. And depending on how old you are, you may have only experienced this uh, one or a few times, if ever, before. When the north node is in Aries on a collective level, 
we are working to uh, become more healthfully individuated and to really understand our personal power in uh, more depth and to take greater responsibility for our self-actualization. And when the South Node is in Libra, as it is right now, we are supported in letting go of notions of relationship that are outdated and no longer serving the current circumstances. Within the sign Libra, uh, we have associations to relationship and marriage and the union of people, but we also have notions of equality and justice and accountability and what is needed between people in order to keep relations healthy and uh, harmonious. So as we move into eclipse season, there are a lot of themes coming up around the need for you to experience healthy differentiation and individuation by letting go of relational constructs and agreements that are not working for you anymore and that are not serving uh, the greatest good of those involved, so those who are you are relating with. The eclipses coincide with the uh, second ingress of Pluto into the sign Aquarius. Pluto is an outer planet that has a 250 or so year orbit around the sun. And over the course of 2023 and 2024, Pluto is making a very slow ingress into Aquarius from the sign Capricorn. So this is all happening at the same time in mid-October. We have eclipses, we have Pluto moving into Aquarius, and we have a number of other uh, astrological events that are producing a really amplified environment of tension and polarity in relationships. Now, tension and polarity can be very dynamic and sexy and fun, and it can also be uh, harsh and uh, destructive. And of course, we would prefer the former, not the latter. And so how do we uh, move towards dynamic, creative, sexy, fun tension and avoid destructive conflict? Um, it's going to require everybody to be doing their part. But as mentioned, you can't control other people. You can only control yourself. And so we really need for you to be uh, taking note of your own habits and reactive patterns and spending some time reflecting very deeply on your relational styles. Aries, you are ready for new and different kinds of relationship, and this is really clear. You need relationships that help you do what you are here to do and be who you are here to be. You want to let go of relationships that feel like they keep you stuck in paradigms of the past or keep you operating in dynamics that are not uh, equal, that are not empowering, that are not uh, life-giving and supportive. All of us have our baggage. All of us have our trauma. And I mentioned a while ago that you are really working right now in the realm of your relationships with what you have. And you have so much to work with. 
you have an entire landscape inside of your own being. You have hopes, you have dreams, you have gifts, you have uh, places that are unrealized, unprocessed, and unconscious. And over the course of the month of October, it is so beneficial for you to be doing introspective, reflective work in the realms of your relationship. This is a very powerful time for you to notice your reactive patterns and habitual patterns in your relationships. If there are repeating themes uh, coming up in your relationships, maybe in one specific relation or maybe across the board uh, with different people, now is the time for you to shift those patterns. Shifting patterns is not easy. It requires shadow work. Shadow is the part of ourselves or the parts of ourselves that are unconscious and unrealized but still active. Shadow presents when we are uh, unconscious of what is driving us and shadow is often amplified in moments of extreme states and that can include extreme states of fear or attachment anxiety or passion and desire and want. My invitation for you is to take advantage of what the eclipses are offering which is nothing short of total transformation in your relationship landscapes. And I include family, friends, lovers, partners, enemies, and the entire field of otherwise uh, unnamed individuals who you might encounter in many different kinds of dynamics. Now, in all of your meetings with others, the common denominator is that you are there. In all of your meetings with others, you will notice similar themes and currents and threads when you tune in with yourself. It is so important at this time that you are aware of your perceptual habits. Your perception starts deeply in your own soma, in your body. The perceptive habits that we have have been encoded, uh, many of them in our DNA. And to really shift the landscape of your relationships is also to be doing ancestral work and ancestral healing work. It is an offering to the future, to your future relationships and to future generations. Uh, every time you work on your habituated patterns and habits, you create more space and liberation for the future and for what is yet to come. To work on your perception, it is really helpful to have a sense of embodied awareness. And so again, I can't encourage you enough to pick up any mind-body practices that you feel compelled by, but to practice really basic bodily awareness. And the feeling that I have here is that you need to notice the velocity and impact of your attention. When you get activated by other people, whether you're activated positively or negatively, something happens in your body. What is it that happens? When you see someone and you feel attraction, what happens in your body? 
Where does your attention flow? What happens to your sense of inner body balance? Then what happens to your mind? Then what happens in your emotional landscape? When you feel uh, angered or triggered by another person, what happens in your body? What does your body do? Then what happens in your mind and what happens in your emotional landscape? The more that you can become aware and embodied of your habits and patterns, especially in relationship, especially in the space of perceptual awareness, the more you can shift these habits and patterns. And this is really the opportunity for you uh, right now and over the course of the next year and a half through March of 2025 with the North Node in your sign. But there are some things happening in middle of October that are really profound that point to me to a very remarkable moment in your life of new consciousness and awakening that will have far-reaching implications. And the more that you are committed and devoted to uh, uplifting your highest potential by working with your own perception and bringing your uh, evolving awareness into relationship, then the more you will liberate yourself and experience relationships as a place of satisfying, liberating uh, mutuality, respect, and contentment. May it be so. I hope that that is what is true for you and what will be coming up in your life, Aries. Thanks for listening to your Embodied Astrology reading for the season ahead. I hope you enjoyed it and will find it supportive. For more information on upcoming astrology, make sure to check out my seasonal overview included in all Embodied Astrology memberships and our monthly newsletter. You might also be interested in my 2023 Year Ahead readings. These readings give a big picture of the main themes, opportunities, and challenges in 2023, specific for your sun, rising, and moon signs. My Year Ahead readings are now discounted by 50%. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. This work would not exist without a team. Ash Good is our website manager. Alicia Maji is our community coordinator. Ariana Sears-Putowski prepares and edits transcripts of these readings. Joe Stewart is our office coordinator. And Vera Lumi composed and created this gorgeous background music. Vera just released a new EP linked in our show notes. Thank you for listening. Wishing you all the best in the season ahead.